Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fidero. It's never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum! The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. Welcome back to Rookie Fever episode. What episode is it? Uh, three twenty-one, three twenty-six. Did I clip? Did I clip? Did not clip? yet, not yet. You're you're hot though. I'm hot, and you already said that I sound good and look good. And now you said I'm hot. Mm-hmm. I said you sound good and look even better. Turn this gain down a little bit before I start talking to you too much. <laughs> Just talk like this the whole show. I like it. Welcome back to Rookie Fever episode. I can't talk fast like that. No, definitely can't do that. I like to talk fast. <laughs> Figure people don't have time for this shit, but they try to fit it in to their crazy Easter weekend. It's Easter weekend. Did you know that last weekend? Yes, but I was late to the party as well. Somebody told me last weekend, I was like, really? Yeah. It's Easter? And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, it's Easter. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens. I think, I think the Easter surprises me a little bit each year, to be honest. Yeah, we were hamboozled. <laughs> yes, we were definitely, <laughs> definitely. Get out, get out your ham. Do you? You can't even really put gravy on ham. Um, what do they Unless put on ham? Breakfast. Honey. You could put so- honey, honey and honey pineapple, ham. and Ugh. what else do they put on ham? You're right. You can't gravy ham unless it's sausage gravy. It's you a can glaze food. a ham. What's glaze? Uh, it's like glaze. That's not an answer. I think it's like glaze? a lot of times it's probably like a honey glaze or some kind of pectin just to give it a shine and a little bit of like sugar. What the hell is a pectin? Like jelly, like oh. pectin glaze. They use it in a lot of like baking and stuff. It's more just to give it a shine. Occasionally, somebody will say a word and I'm 49 years old and I'm like, I never heard that word pectin. I never Dude. heard that word. At some point, we're going to do a show today. But so I was, it was so awesome. Dude. We were talking, we were walking through the grocery store the other day and I started telling my son all about milk and how, what happens to it. But it was all just like BS. Like I was making up words, like, and he, he's never going to trust you again. Oh, I had to, I had to come clean. Okay. But he's God. like, wow, I've never heard of Kalingins before. And like, Really like? Did you just make up? And I'm telling him how they the Kalingins break down this and this and and uh, yeah, it was a good conversation until he found out I didn't know anything and it was all. But it was fun. I'm now convinced. I'm now convinced you made up the word pectin. No, that's a real one. Some people, I bet you, at least two percent of our listeners right now are like, I know what that is. That's a very low amount. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I I hope you're even saying it right. Pectin. All right. I, I believe it's P-E-C-T-I-N. That's a funny word, man. Pectin. <clears throat> All right. Well, you know what? Put the pectin on the ham and uh, it tastes better. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know if it's on ham. <laughs> you just said it was a, a glaze. 
<laughs> yes, it is. It is. Yes. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> somebody's put somebody. Somebody. I was making an assumption that it could yeah. be put on ham somebody's even from production. It. Somebody's going to put some pectin on there. Yes, we're <laughs> we're just doing a cooking show today. <laughs> Well, you should have heard the – our listeners should have heard us talking about ham for the last half hour before we hit the record button. They probably shouldn't have. Yes, there's a lot of ham talk, to be honest. A lot of ham talk. A lot of controversial ham points were brought up. Oh, my God. Okay, so. Yes. Most important question of the show. Yes. He's like, what are we doing? I'm like, no, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Still not there. Turkey or ham? It's going to be ham. Turkey sucks. When do you ever eat I, turkey other than Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah. I, you know I agree with you there. Yeah. And I think I agree with you on ham over turkey because I think you, you will at least find ways to use it throughout the season. Right. Whether it's a ham sandwich. Right. A ham with your breakfast. But to your point earlier, it is the only time you eat the ham's ass. Yeah, you don't just go out and buy an ass of ham no. ever. No. Just, just like Easter. turkey, you don't just go out and buy a turkey ever. No. One time a ever. year. Yep. Maybe two times with ham because you're like, oh, we can do it for Christmas, too. <laughs> Your poor guests. Think about them for a change. Oh, you got the black box ham? Like, I give a shit that you spent five more dollars a pound on freaking ham ass? I don't. I don't care at all. They infuse ham now. <laughs> with good food? <laughs> with, with with pectin. Oh, <laughs> Or some sort of sweetener, I guess. We've decided to put some of the good pig in your ham, so we added bacon. (laughs) And now our ham is better. And you're like, well, hell yeah, it is. You put some of the good meat in there. (laughs) Just give me bacon. Oh, geez. So what is the ham of rookies from the 2022 class that got screwed over because of like some of movement or free agency or trades or is that what we're talking about still? That's exactly what we're talking about. Either screwed over or, or, or helped in some way. They, and we we weren't planning on putting a ham, ham uh, spin or an Easter spin on this, but, but why the hell not? Why the hell not? Yeah. I mean, that's what everybody has on their mind, whether they like it or they don't like it. Nobody has pectin on their mind. Well, 2% of people. Are you pectin. having ham tomorrow and you just don't want to tell me? Oh, I'm absolutely having ham tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I'm having ham. This is going to have a whole different twist tomorrow. You're going to be like, dude, I don't even want this now. I'm going to bring it up at the table. I'm definitely going to make it a debate. This should be the beginning of your, like, you should play this before dinner tomorrow. <laughs> that would go over very well. Yes, I will do that. I will do that. And so should everyone else. Yeah. Swags wants to know why you didn't put down some money on some food today, Mom. <laughs> Get a better meat. <laughs> I don't want no ham ass. As you're eating bacon. <laughs> or pork tenderloin. Some, or a freaking pork chop. Give me ooh. a freaking pork chop over ham pork all day. Now I just think yeah. you're lazy because you can't cook me a freaking pork chop <laughs> on Easter dinner instead of a freaking ham. <sighs> Feel better. Anyway, anyway, I'm not having ham. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of free agent movement. A lot of free agent movement. Swags. This is this is my this is my favorite and least favorite time of year right now. Favorite and least favorite. I absolutely cannot stand the suspension bridge we're on right now between talking about these 2023 rookies and the draft. Like. 
this is get the draft here. Let, I need the draft. I need to know where these players are going to get drafted and what teams are going to be on. But in the meantime, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the 2022 class once again, because that's what we do here at Rookie Fever. And free agency did did shuffle the cards a bit. I know that you brought up a couple big ones to me that I would love to talk about. And I think there's a couple under the radar ones, too. Fenero, it's interesting. I mean, you bring up kind of like we're stuck on the 2022 class. And I had that feeling, too, even going into the show with everybody being so excited. Rookie fever. Yeah. We're doing the player profiles. Rookie fever. Everybody's got rookie fever. We do, too. Don't get us wrong. But had we focused – if we did not do what we do in the way we do it at Rookie Fever, we would have been probably telling you all to go get Malik Willis this time last year. Mm. And and that's what we're not doing. Good point. Good point. Anyway, back to the feverish Fenero. <laughs> so the one you brought up with me that I think uh, a lot of people want to know about, I have a take on it. I do not know your take on it. The arrival of Devin Singletary. Um, how does that affect Damian Pierce or Ricky Fever? Ricky Fever favorite. I really want to know what you feel. I have an opinion on it as well. If you want to hear mine first, I'm certainly willing to do that as well. Yeah, that this is a tough one for me. I it think is tough. that um, I have come to a reality though like I, I feel pretty confident about my stance on it so okay so i think first of all they're not drafting a running back agree 100 percent. yep that's insulation second of all devin singletary decided he wanted to go and switch teams off of a decent season with mm-hmm. buffalo mm-hmm. i don't know what was offered to him to stay there versus going to the texans he only got a one-year, $3 million deal. You have to assume that he thinks that deal came with some kind of opportunity. Mm. Otherwise, I think he would have just stayed in Buffalo. I like that. I and like that. Especially on a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Endor wanting to change the scenery. So it concerns me a little bit that he's probably going to get a little bit of work. You know, I think we'd be foolish to think otherwise. I agree. Yeah, um, I, I think you I think you and I are on the same page then because I feel I feel like it insulated him from the 23 draft. No one's significant. It doesn't mean they won't draft a running back guys like sixth, seventh round, whatever. But we're not looking at those big names. Right. So that's that's good thing. A bad thing is, is he's, Singletary, whatever you think of him is an, is an enormous upgrade over Rex Burkhead and Daryl Bogwagale. Just yeah. he just he just is right. Um, but we also know Singletary's not the guy. He never really was. I think his, he, the most carries he's ever had in a season was in 21 with 188. He averages usually around a buck 50. He's going to compliment and possibly be even a 1A, 1B, which I think just clearly caps Damian Pierce's ceiling. I don't think that you can look at him as a possible RB1 anymore. I think you have to look at him as a solid RB2. And I think that's the yeah. difference. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, but Singletary has, and I'm not like, He's kept bigger backs off the field True. that we thought were going to take the job. And I think Damian Pierce is already a little bit more proven. I agree. As a but, I mean, he's kept Zach Moss off the field. James Cook isn't a bigger back, but he kept him off the field. Um, Singletary's, I think, done pretty well. I mean, what I don't know. Do you have stats in front of you? I don't. I do. Yep. Single. I mean, 1,000 yards last year-ish, right? Over, like. Yeah, with everything. Yeah, I think it was uh, one thousand ninety with uh, thirty eight receptions, all mm-hmm. in one thousand ninety. He had eight hundred and nineteen rushing yards, and that's with a rushing quarterback. 
Yeah, that, that's what I wanted to bring up, right? You, you, you talked about how he was keeping X, Y, or Z player off the field. Yeah, and getting 177 carries with a Josh Allen mm-hmm. and any other running back is, is showing confidence. I don't know that Buffalo even wanted him to go away per se, but you're right. Maybe Singletary thought they like this cook kid. Josh Allen's here. Let me, let me go somewhere where I might get a better opportunity. Or maybe they want to go a different direction and draft somebody. Yeah, I think that's probably what's going to happen in this picture. But as far as Damian Pierce, I feel like he, uh, I think he's going to be the same guy, but he's not, he's not going to be an RB1. It makes me worry, and this is things you've been bringing up, other people have as well, I know, and uh, I think I've been trying to shy away from the reality a little bit. It makes me, it does make me concerned for Damian Pierce year, year three, year four, year five. You know what I mean? Once we get into that, like we might get a decent year two again in Singletary. You don't, you don't know how he's going to get used, how health will go for both running backs, but it does make me a little bit concerned for, cause they, they did that quick too. It wasn't like they were going through the process and they were like, Oh, you know, and teams are going to add running backs all day, Yep. but the Texans added one, that has probably done better than some of us want to admit. Exactly. Three weeks ago, Damian Pierce, if you remember, was on my danger zone list. Mm-hmm. We had the danger zone episode, and I said that there was there was two things that one of the one, if not both, were going to happen, and they had a decent amount of space under the cap. This free agency class literally sucks, with the exception of running back. There was absolutely running backs to be had, and I think we're going to talk all about running backs more and more down this list i have quite a few of them that that have either have either been dinged by like damian pierce or helped with leonard fournette there's a bunch of opportunities and and lack of opportunities with all this movement i did move one share of damian pierce so far and i think that now is the time when we can kind of start doing that because i think we're far enough away from the devin singletary signing that it's not as close to the frontal lobes <laughs> and and you can kind of you can kind of just like people aren't as into that thought process where he's screwed they're kind of just like back to reality it is probably Damian Pierce's backfield but concerns for the opportunity share and long term I think so I helped. think now is kind of when you can start doing that and people aren't like hyping the singletary edition as much or I think it's a little out of their mind now I think it helps that you, you can look at uh, Singletary's profile and never really see a dominant season. So I think you did see a, you did see one out of Damian Pierce. So I think what you could possibly do is look back and say complimentary back, right? Yeah. And then maybe and then what you said, I, which I think is the first thing that I thought of after I don't know the first day, um, which was draft insulation, which is huge for Damian Pierce. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if they, if they were to pick a, a running back in the third round, I'd be way more concerned about that than Singletary. Yeah. And to your, point. and to your point, um, I think what you were just trying to say is, Oh, okay. Maybe you think it's a little too late to say, to sell Damian Pierce. I'm telling you, I think now you could probably rise from the ashes and do it again, just because the Singletary thing is a little bit in the rear view mirror and the draft is in the front view mirror and we can kind of front view mirror (laughs) 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 but the draft is ahead of us and and i think i think um because i was thinking what the masses are probably thinking right now and it's too late like you missed your opportunity but i don't have a pen will you run write that down for me 
front <laughs> front view mirror. <laughs> the front view mirror, yeah. I could definitely give you the time code on that. I can that definitely one tell you're not freaking writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not writing it down. It's like I can give you the time for it right now. We're at 17 minutes and 12 seconds. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, I can't write that down either. <laughs> Here you go. Facts. 17, 12. See me writing it down? There you go. It was a little ahead of that, though. A little ahead. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I think so. I think we kind of agree on Damian Pierce here. Yeah, I thought I thought we might. I wasn't positive, um, but it, it sounds like we do. I agree. And I'm not scared, but no. I'm not confident. No. Dude, RB twos are very valuable. Yeah, very valuable. I agree with you about the the conversation continuing out throughout the year, though. On year three. Getting a little nervous about his mm-hmm. dynasty value. Getting a little nervous. They did that Singletary thing quick. I agree. Yeah. Makes me want to move Tyler Algier. Yeah. Dude, I have one seriously. share. And I feel like I can still get more for Damian Pierce than I can Tyler Algier. It's weird. I think I agree with you. Tyler Algier did his, his shit real quiet. Mm-hmm. Real quiet. He's Because he started off as a plotter. And I still think he's a plotter, to be honest. I think they're going to draft somebody with juice. But... He got better as the season went on, and people were just a little already out and late on him. So when they look at the stat sheet and they go, oh, shit, that guy's got a 1,000 yards, they wake up a little bit, but they still just remember the plotter. And they're like, mm-hmm. ah, he'll get replaced. Where Damian Pierce, you have significant long plays and runs to remember in, in your rear view mirror. And, he was uh, outperforming healthy Brees Hall at times like in fantasy football and I mean he had a great start to his season I think he at times he was an RB1 not overall I mean not on the week but like overall he was in that top like 10 around the time he got hurt yep so Tyler Algier I have one share of Finero and I want to move it Uh, so I have an Algier that I want to hold so I'm kind of in between it's um a team that needs running back depth. I think Algier will help me this year. I am worried about him long-term, and I am worried about that running back that they draft um, in the third or fourth round. But how many running backs in the third or fourth round have failed? Plenty. You know, Just because they draft one doesn't mean they're going to be successful. And um, and there's no one behind Algier. You can uh, you can take 40-year-old Cordell Patterson and, and put him out the pasture as far as I'm concerned. So I am, I am on teams where I just really need running back production, holding them. But I get why you want to move him. I totally get it. And if somebody told me I could get something, like if somebody sent me a trade that that got me a, a young wide receiver or even an older running back that's going to give me the same production, but I don't have to worry about the draft, I would I would probably move him. But I I'm not actively doing so. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up wide receiver on this move too because I'm kind of with you on that. Um, one thing I've noticed is some of the old things. I would like to try to do when I'm moving some of these players just don't work the same anymore. They're not the same. Like the rules where you're like, I'm not moving a running back unless I get a running back back quarterback, unless I get a quarterback back. Like that doesn't work anymore, whether it's just people getting better at this game or I deal with some of the people that know how I operate. You can't always do that. Sometimes you do have to look at your teams and move that running back to a wide receiver mm-hmm. in order to get the deal done. You have to really look at a team that needs the running back. And it used to be easier to get certain moves done. And now I think you have to evolve with the game and tweak your strategies when you want to get moves done and, and get rid of players. And I think that that's one of them is Tyler Algier. I don't feel is like one of them that you could necessarily get 
a running back, one that comes to mind and you still can stay kind of young. For me, I, maybe I'm wrong for narrow. I feel like you'd have to add to Tyler Algier to get Cam Akers, but I would make that move. That's I'm a, a Cam Akers guy this off season. Yeah, that's a good one because Cam Cam Akers is polarizing. So you find somebody that is down on them, you could you could make that happen. I, I agree, it's a plus because Cam Akers' name still carries a lot more weight than Tyler. He's still Algier. pretty young. He was one and of the younger young. running backs in that yeah. class. Remember, he came in at twenty. Yeah, I'm still I'm still waiting for uh, I, I, that first to pay off for me. I paid a I, I paid a first as soon as Cam Akers got hurt to get a young running back on one of my teams that uh, needed a run, uh, a young running back. All of us do, right? Mm-hmm. But um, it hasn't paid off, so um, he I'm ended to- strong last year. He did. He did. That's the exciting part. I'm I am uh, looking forward to this season. They haven't done anything, right? We just got done talking about all the free agents out there. The Rams have no money. They, they have zero money. They are stuck in this situation, whether they like Cam Akers or not. They are literally stuck in the situation. There's nothing they can do. They're cutting players left and right. This is coming from that big Super Bowl run where they just went all in, and that's going to be to Cam Akers. The only thing that's to Cam Akers. Um, credit, but the only thing that concerns me is like all that shit that happened with Cam Akers. That we're gonna get rid of them, we're gonna trade them. Like, did, mm. did that go away? Like that part that that's that's the stuff we never get to find out about. But I agree with you. He's gonna get an opportunity, and I love it. I do. Well, the I, thing I about that, I feel like some of that was Cam Akers. I think it was too. And um, that's scary. Not to me. I think that that's Tell the good me why. news. Because I want you to make me feel less scared because I want to get excited about Cam. Yeah, and I'm not just making this up. I'm not just feeding a line of bullshit. But And it's probably stuff we've talked about a little bit. But um, from, like, the empathetic side of this, like, he was going through injury. He wasn't getting on the field as much as he can. There's a lot of depression that goes with that. Um, hmm. These guys are, are competitive. He wanted to be on the field, and he, he wasn't ready yet. His body wasn't ready yet. I think the team knew that. I think it affected him mentally and emotionally on and off the field. I think once he started to get better and healthy and the team knew it and he started to get that playing time and the team knew it. I don't think the team ever didn't want Cam Akers on the team. I think Cam Akers was questioning his worth in, on the team and how they felt of him. It's one of those things where sometimes you got to go get it instead of having them come to you and, and tell you it's time. And he needed to go through that process. And when he was ready, he, he showed us. He showed the world, you know, and he ended the season as one of the top backs in the league with his opportunity that he got when he was more physically healthy, more mentally healthy. And I think that we don't give some of the athletes enough credit for how tore down they get when they're going through injuries, whether it's because of what they do to themselves or. But, yeah, I, I think he's in a good spot right now. Yeah, I think it's it's hard to gauge those things, and I know you're you're half speculating and you're half using the information you have, um, but I think all that is uber realistic. Um, everything you just said; these are human beings. We 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 treat them and even call them assets, and uh, they're they're people. So he did go through a significant injury. I, I remember the beginning of the previous year where he came back. Um, probably too early then too, but I, I just admired the hell out of that, that he, that he tried to do that. Um, so I think, I think there isn't necessarily character concerns I have with him. I just, just really rather not have trade talks and things like that. I mean, we saw it with other players and they wind up being traded. So again, 
I don't think the Rams can do much, so we're going to get to see whether Cam Akers can uh, rise from the ashes, and I hope he does. Find me a 25-year-old or younger yeah. human being that you can't find some character flaws with. Yeah, oh, that's a great point. But and that, I'm just saying, that's why that's my thought when I'm buying into Cam Akers. Uh, I get why other people might not feel as confident about it, but he's a player that I think can bounce back. I, I'd... I'm I'm trying to add him to some teams. Yeah, I was looking at that that final three or four games of the season, and I'm seeing uh, multiple hundred yard games. Younger uh, than probably Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs. Shit, dude, he had a three touchdown game versus Broncos. Whew. Maybe I'm sleeping on Acres. Go buy, buy or buy, go buy. buy or buy. We should have a buy or buy show. You know what I was thinking we should do? Talk about the show. We should, do, we should do a show, you don't suck at trading. Because a lot of people think they suck at trading. And I think you have a lot of you smooth moves I think you could share. <laughs> I just call it, you don't suck at trading. <laughs> yep, a whole series, you don't suck at trading. <laughs> Stop sucking at sucking. What do you think about the Derek Carr trade for Chris Olave? I like it. I mean, for I think Derek Carr is a better option than Jameis Winston or Dalton. I think absolutely. Like, I don't think people are hot enough on Olave. Am, am, I, am, I, am I just missing something? Like, are people really mm. hot on Olave and I'm just missing it? Because all I, I hear know. is Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson, and Garrett Wilson again. So, that's an interesting one. So, my perception of that one is I'm not going to go try to get Chris Olave from anybody because they want too much. They do want But I also lot. haven't tried. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I, I think, dude... Even the Michael Thomas signing makes me feel good about Chris Olave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's the yeah. status quo over there, except we're going to upgrade our quarterback. And and even if you, like, don't like Derek Carr, and there's so many people that don't, he was a hot commodity. He was, like, one of the first free agents to sign. Pe- multiple teams wanted him. Uh, he, he, he made this happen uh, by being patient. And I think Chris Olave is just going to explode next year. I'm actually getting pretty feverish about Chris Olave. Even at his price, I think I want to go and buy him because I just feel like, I don't know, he's an elite company, man. Like, I did a sword on Rotoviz. 70 yards, if you if you average 70 yards per game, 6.5 targets per game, and 9.2 yards per target, you're in the, as a rookie, you're in the company of Odell Beckham, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Michael Thomas, his rookie year was amazing, Julio Jones, Keenan Allen, and AJ Green. They all did the same thing wow. in their rookie years. Like these are just unbelievable rookie seasons, and I just feel like there's a combination of Garrett Wilson hype, and don't get me wrong, Olave, like you said, is very expensive, but I feel like he's maybe has an ease of buy. Where I feel like Garrett Wilson, if anything, with the Aaron Rodgers talk, is just untouchable. Uh, yeah, I would say that I feel like Garrett Wilson is tougher to obtain than much tougher. Olave, yeah, yeah. So I think they probably are similar values if everyone's being honest with themselves. But I think Olave is gettable. And I mm-hmm. want I want some. I do. I want without some. selling the farm. Yeah, I really do want some. I would love So Chris would Olave. you do Chris Olave and a third and you're giving up Garrett Wilson? You're getting the Olave in the third? Three oh six. Yeah, I mean I don't understand the it's a little lateral, but um well, you said they're close. Yeah, I probably. You know what? I might go Olave. I know you love Garrett Wilson. I might go Olave because the two reasons: the Aaron Rodgers trade hasn't happened yet, right? And that could be a disaster if it didn't. I, I think it's going to happen. But then on top of that, what's he there for? One season? 
then I'm in more turmoil with Garrett Wilson again. Like, who's the quarterback now? Like, I, I, I think no, the stability over there. that's not how you feel. That's not how you feel. <laughs> you, you know who Garrett Wilson is, and you know what he just did with three different starting quarterbacks last year. Alave did the same thing. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, who cares if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback or not? Yeah, it's the Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase debate. Mm-hmm. It's just like, uh, I'll take either one of them. They're, Aaron Rodgers didn't throw to anybody that did what Garrett Wilson did last year. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, so that, that's, that's the only part I'm saying. Like, because Aaron Rodgers, you're like, there's going to be, when that is finally done, if it even happens, there's going to be an absolute anybody that's on the Jets team spike oh, at 100%. that point. I think and that spike's that, already happened. Wilson. Yeah. I'd buy some Chris Olave. I just don't know the price, man. Let's find He's out. He's a wide receiver. Let, let's challenge each other. I want to, I want to, uh, let, let's throw some uh, Olave trades out there and see who gets them first. All right. I think you'll offer more than me. I'll try. <laughs> I got one for your boy, Jameis. Jamison Williams with DJ Chark leaving. I always thought that Jameson Williams was the replacement for DJ Chark, and now DJ Chark's gone. I think that's a that's a great free agent move for James Williams. Although I don't think it really had to happen, but Chark Chark was Chark with his speed and his way to separate, which is is similar to James Williams, where James Williams is this younger and faster. Uh, seeing what Chark did at the end of season with golf, and now knowing Chark's gone and he just has that much more of an opportunity, I'm excited again about Jameson Williams with no Chark. Yeah, I, I'm excited about Jameson Williams. I know you are. Um, more excited than Olave? Just trying to gauge. Um, excited, not value. Are you more excited? Uh, that's a. That's not fair. It's a like, different question. Okay, so... <laughs> You gotta not be a homer. I'm not even sure this is for our listeners. I think this is just for um, me. <laughs> I just want to know. Jameson getting... Williams. I, this is how I'm going to answer this question. I have okay. to beat around the bush here a little bit me. here, but Jameson Williams is one of those people that I'm almost offended when you try to make an offer for him mm-hmm. because they're all like those last minute lowball offers of and. Um, that you're just kind of like, why would I do that? You know what I mean? They're all just weird freaking offers. Now, I feel like I have to offer you a plus on top of my Jameson to get Olave. And I feel like that's probably right. But even then, when you come to me and you're like, Jameson and one not 109 for my Chris Olave, I'm kind of like, nah. Like, why would I do that? That's stupid. Yep. And that's a lot of the type of things you'll see. And that's why even I said to you, I think you'll have them before me. Cause it's just not really my thing to pay up for a wide receiver like that. Yeah. I gotcha. Unless it's yeah, like right. Justin Jefferson or Jamar yep. chase. That's fair. Um, I'm, I'm all about going out to get those guys. I've seen, I've seen that in practice. I agree with you. You tend to look at the next class and, and, and find your DK Metcalf late in the draft and things like that and supply your, your rosters that way, as opposed to, okay, now I'm going to go get rid of my one Oh two that I just got. Yeah. Garrett Wilson. I got well, not only that, but like also what I'm saying is I will be okay paying more for Chris Olave next year. If mm-hmm. he if he enters that like top three wide receiver area, like I'm okay like, going up and paying for Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase today. You pay for the production, you don't pay for the potential. Sometimes, yeah. For wide I mean, receivers, honestly, yes, wide receivers, yeah. like your your levers are like you you got to be top tier for me to do that at this point. Like if you you think a lobby might be top tier, it's like I'll I'll see it first and then buy in. Yeah, I, I I'd you. rather. Okay. 
I'd rather go get like Jahan Dotson way cheaper. Oh yeah. And maybe just know that I have a wide receiver too. I like it. Or yep. Go pay for like maybe undervalued Terry McLaurin mm-hmm. at this point because he's getting a little older and people are starting to wonder. But he's giving us thousand yard seasons after thousand yard seasons with crappy quarterback play. Yeah, he's a very good wide receiver. But um, so. The right answer is still Chris Olave over Jason Williams because he's more proven. Yes. But who excites you more? Man, I don't want to miss out on Jameson Williams if he hits, dude. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I get every single day that gets closer to the NFL season, we're still quite far away. I just get a little more excited about Jameson Williams. I'm not I'm not lying. Yeah. He's a lion. I'm not lying. <laughs> you know, DJ Chark called him special. Special. Oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. He called him a superstar. Nice. He definitely believes he will be a superstar in this league. Dude is fast. Played alongside of him. Yep. What else you got on that list of yours? Another fast wide receiver affected by free agency. Christian Watson loses Aaron Rodgers. Now has Jordan Love, by all accounts, throwing to him. We did already see the two of these, by the way, connect on a 60-yard touchdown versus the Eagles last year. I had to actually do some research to find that one out. Love only threw nine passes in this game, and one of them was a crossing route to speedy Christian Watson, who took it probably eight or nine-yard reception to the house. I think Christian Watson is probably going to be all right in this situation. I think there's a chance that the quarterback feeds it to his best wide receiver and he gets Mm -hmm. volume. And Christian Watson has the ability to take these short routes with his speed and turn them into long gains. I think Christian Watson with the downgrade, when I say a severe downgrade from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, although I'm a little starting to sweeten up to Jordan Love, I think think he's going to be just fine. I think he's going to be Sometimes the downgrade... Is yeah, oddly good for a wide receiver oh, one. Oh, especially a wide receiver one. I agree with you 100%. We've that seen it time one, and time again. One read. Yep. And I think it's undeniable that Christian Watson is the one read in this system. So maybe they go more run happy. No doubt No doubt that that'll probably happen. We'll see some more. Uh, although, why, the, why aren't you talking about Dubs? I think Dubs is a great two or three wide receiver on a team. I think Christian Watson's the alpha. When healthy? Yes. <clears throat> yep. Which isn't even fair to... I mean, honestly, it's not. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> if he's healthy, though, yeah, he's probably the wide receiver one. And and I would agree that it might even be better for him than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers might be the worst veteran quarterback for a young dude to have. Oh, that's because well he holds said, so many actually. of those mistakes like yeah. against him. And Imagine Christian Watson's season if he didn't have that drop. Yeah. He got and punished. For that Jordan job. Love doesn't have that moxie to just be able no. to be like, nope, screw you, not thrown to you anymore. No, no. I think I think there's a there's a very real uh, possibility that while Christian Watson was in the doghouse, he and Jordan Love were uh, on the second team enjoying some connections. Yeah. So I I, I feel like Christian Watson has. Uh, I've, I've always worried about Christian Watson after Aaron Rodgers, and now that it's actually upon me, and I'm only talking about 2023. I like Christian Watson for 2023. I, yeah. I, I think I think he could I think he could flourish. Aaron Rodgers is dramatic. He is. We know that. Anyway, he probably eats ham too. I bet he eats ham. We have another running back we could talk about because as another running back, I would love to know your take on because on Rookie Fever, you and I have not gone into lengthy discussions about a Rashad White. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Rashad White has never been my guy, but I think it's pretty hard with Leonard Fournette going in free agency to to not think that Rashad White has a decent chance to be a three-down back. In fact, Todd Bowles said so recently and expects him to be a complete three-down back this season. What are your thoughts on Rashad White? Um, He's probably telling the truth. He's going to try to give him that opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be for a Tom Brady-led team. Very good point. It's not just going to be like it's likely a team that's playing from behind, not mm-hmm. using a running back to utilize the clock. Okay. It's you're it, even, I mean, the best case scenario for a running back on that team that's not like Derrick Henry just pounding it all the time, I think is like low-end RB2 to RB3. Did have 50 catches last year. And From Tom roll. Brady. From a limited role. Yeah, I think I think I'm I'm, I'm on board with you. I'm on board with you. An RB2, but I, I'm starting to warm up to that upside. I'm starting to warm up to that upside. And I don't I th- know. I think that he's he, I think that he's gonna do decent. I think he's right. gonna do well. Right. Um if you have him, I think you you can use him. The, my problem is uh I base too many of my opinions on like when you see certain hype things. And I feel like this one, people are more excited than I am. Mm, okay. And it makes me feel like I can't buy into it. Here's here's my negative, right? So he was more or less given the reins last year. Like, wouldn't you agree? Like, mm-hmm. Fortnite was there, but they pretty much said, hey, go, go, go show what you can do. They had one of the worst backfields in the NFL last year with Tom Brady. Yeah. One of the worst this isn't like middle of the road, one of the worst. So that speaks to offensive line, scheme, all of that. So like we've got a taste of it. And that's my biggest concern is the team he's on. And I think you referenced that several times when I brought up his name. He's like, well, Tom Brady's not there anymore. Da, 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 da. There's a decent amount of concerns I have, too. But I do feel like his floor is an RB, too, which we just got done saying is a very mm-hmm. valuable thing on fantasy teams. And, and I, I guess I was sheltered once again and didn't realize that there was as big of an uptick on Rashad White as as, as you've seen. So I thought Maybe I'm wrong, you know. Yeah. Well again, you don't know until you know and each league is different. But I can't imagine that it's the perfect storm for him. The opportunity's there. Um so I, I would imagine that he's 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 more valuable than maybe I'll pay. Yeah. But, um, and your league isn't Twitter. Sometimes I'm surprised yep. by I'm glad you like you'll go to your league and you'll try to make a trade because somebody's talking about it on Twitter and everybody's like, hell yeah, I would do that. And you're like, I'm going to try it then. Yeah. Like, I, I want the other side. And you're like, hey, nobody will nobody will do this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so leagues are different than just like, yeah, for I'm sure. trying to see if Tampa Bay. Oh, OK, there you go. Yeah. So Tampa Bay has no money. Hmm. That's another way I, I try to gauge trust in a young running back is like, are they trying to actively get somebody? They didn't have a choice. Again, this is a very similar to the Rams. Like we, we can't go get anybody. So even if they wanted to compliment Rashad White with, an, with one of these running backs in this in this free Asian class, they wouldn't have been able to. I would have felt a little better about Rashad White if they had the money. They do not. They have the second least money. So they're over the cap right now. So. Hmm. That doesn't tell a story. Uh, so now we'll have to see if uh, how they uh, how Rashad White survives the draft. Yep, that'll be the next test. If he survives that, then we're talking about you know arrows up for uh, at least twenty twenty three. It's it's also like a huge like coach talk time. Like even if yes, you look at I like agree. Tyler You're Algier right. headlines right. and stuff, they're like, oh, he's I almost didn't very special talent. Like I almost things didn't like that. You know, like, right? It's way way way. And not to mention, like we're not even in camp. <laughs> right. 
You know what I mean? Like it literally means nothing. This is not the time of year when coaches talk bad about players. Like is that right. you, you rarely hear that like, oh, he's a piece of crap. I don't see how he's going to do better for us next year. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that would be fun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Corey Davis said down. he's going to have his best season yet. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> you know, like just weird stuff. I totally hear you. I want I, I want to hear like some bad talk about people now during this season. But but yeah. In case you have in case you in case you didn't pick up, I was trying to find uh, the draft picks for Tampa Bay. I couldn't find it quick enough. I just wanted to see like kind of what draft. Oh, there they go. Nineteenth overall, fiftieth overall. So they have their they have their normal set of picks yeah. pretty much. They have a first, second, third, and then they have no fourths. That's a fourth is a sweet spot for RB. So if they don't wind up going. In the third, which I don't think they will. I don't know. I think Rashad White survives this one. We'll see. Fiva. Who else? Well, uh, the other one that I wanted to see how you felt is the running backs again with Damian Harris arriving with the Bills and James Cook. This one felt juicy. It does. That contract's not that good either, though, right? No, man. These like running backs could, make no freaking money. $1.77 million for one year. Yeah. This feels a lot better for the Bills than it does for Damian Harris. I think this is good for the Bills. I've been saying for a while. Now, not just me, <laughs> but they need a big back, right? Yeah. 5'11", 215 pounds. This isn't enormous. It's not Derrick Henry, but I think he's a nice complement to a 5'11", 190-pound uh, James Cook. Yeah. So, you know, he's got him by, what's that, 25 pounds? Um, so it's that it's that goal line guy that we've been kind of wanting to protect. And, I, and we've been hearing more and more about it to protect Allen from these unnecessary risks that he's getting away with right now. I guess yeah. the guy's got the dog in him. He's got, he wants to do it. I get it. But I'm starting to feel like he's open, and maybe even the Buffalo Bills are too, to doing that a little less. Let's calm down. Let's extend my career. Let's go win a Super Bowl by me not tearing my ACL. And, and Damian Harris has shown some yes. runs. He's shown that he can I do it. very Just much like Damian Harris. Concerns. Yes. Yeah. I think this is very good for the Buffalo Bills. Um, how does it affect James Cook? I mean, I'm still not super into James Cook. Yep. Never was. Um, yep. I think that... I think that Damian Harris gets more opportunities than James Cook, I to be completely I honest think, with you. I think so, too. It'd I be really a nice, do. cheap addition if you need a running back. Yep, I think you're right, too. From a dynasty value standpoint, you're not super excited about Damian no. Harris. In redraft, he's going to be very uh, valuable and cheap, right? Mm -hmm. And James Cook just becomes the guy we kind of thought he was, which is a complimentary yeah. back. And I think yep. that's what's happening here. So it's um, it's one of those things where it's it almost it, you know you just got done saying that I don't I don't really put a lot into coach talk this time of year and everyone's positive. They're talking about words like manage his touches. He has to stay healthy. These are all references to James Cook. These yeah. are negatives. These are not positives, right? We just not got good. done talking about how all the positives come out this time of year. Where are those positives? What's the positive for James Cook when a bigger back like Damian Harris with a track record, a much better track record, mm -hmm. uh, especially in the red zone, than James Cook comes into town? Um, yeah, I don't think – I think this is a warning shot over the over the bow of James Cook that um, you might want to consider moving on while you can. 
Yeah. I don't mind that at all. You know, I don't mind that. I think you still can for the record. I think you can. Yeah. This you could probably do a similar type move and, mm-hmm. and add to James Cook and get Cam Akers. If anybody that was listening believed in that at all, like you could probably do a similar move like that. You're adding to it to be clear. I would, I don't think many are going to do it straight up now. You probably could have last year, but yep. I think you could add a little bit to James Cook and get Cam Akers. That's a great advice. <laughs> are we out of here? I think we are. We sure talked about a lot of rookies and free agency. There's more out there, but maybe we'll hit. We'll we'll leave a little more on the bone. Maybe we'll talk about some of these next week. He is at Art Park TV. I am at Swagzilla Zero G. This is at Rookie Fever. Enjoy those ham bones. <laughs> we are out. There you go. <laughs> Fever in the morning, fever all through the night. Sun lights up the daytime, moon lights up the night. I light up when you call my name, and you go. Something you all know Fever isn't such a new thing Fever started long ago now Who got the one-on-one scouting It's never done this to be throw and run I told you anyone Signs and speak just on real landing spot Not ideal Wait, what's this breakout age for rookie fever stage? Romeo loved Juliet Juliet, she felt the same When he pulled his arms around her He said, Julie, baby, you're my friend I'll give a fever When we kiss it Fever without planning you Fever I'm a fire Fever, yeah, I burn for soup Cause I got the fever, now you got the fever, so she got the fever, and she got the fever, no cure for the fever, so let's feed the fever, thank God for the fever, thank God for the fever. Fever, 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 fever,